live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. قلب سليم. Sound heart. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. I'm Taslima Ali and we're now moving into the second half of our program, Where is My Heart? Today we will continue our series, Where is My Heart? based on the book Reclaim Your Heart by Yasmin Mujahid. The topic of discussion today is Fasting and Nafs with our special guest Mu'alima Karima Jassim, a Hafidha teacher at Kamar Institute, a mentee at Light Upon Light Women's Foundation and currently studying teaching through UNISA, loves spending time with the family and reciting the Noble Quran. MashaAllah. Do take a listen. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل عقلة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته To everyone In this episode we will discuss the nafs we will look at what the nafs is, number one. And then number two, we're going to look at the role that fasting has in suppressing the nafs, thus allowing us to express our ultimate objective, and that is to willfully act in full obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as his slaves. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah tells us what our objective is, and Allah says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created jinnkind and mankind except that they worship me. And when the scholars look at this word, liya'budun, they say it also means except that they come to know me. And you can't truly worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you don't know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they say that if we come to know Allah, we will come to know who we are in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So firstly, we look at the first thing and that is the nafs. But in order for us to understand the nafs, we need to understand who we are. So let's ponder a little bit about ourselves. If I were to ask the question, who are you? Are you your body or do you have a body? Most, if not all of us will say that we are not our bodies, but rather we have bodies. So if I am not my body, but I have a body, then what am I? Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah ta'ala, he offers an explanation that he derived from his understanding of Qur'an and Sunnah. And he says that in reality we are two things. We are what we call our qalb, the spiritual heart. That's who we actually are. We are spiritual hearts. And he says that we have a body, but the function of the body is to house the heart, to house the spiritual heart, the qalb. And in addition to having a qalb and a, and a body, we also have two other things, and that is the intellect and the nafs. So what is the intellect and what is the nafs? The intellect is the rational mind, and it serves the purpose of keeping the nafs in check. That's the purpose of the intellect. And then the nafs. The nafs is responsible for anger, 
and appetite. The nafs is responsible for things like anger and appetite. And usually if you roughly translate nafs, then it, it translates as desires. So it's all kinds of desires that we have. And oftentimes it is thought of as something negative, but it's not actually a bad thing. The nafs isn't something bad. It only becomes bad when it is left unbridled. For example, if we look at anger, which is something that, that the nafs is responsible for, if we have too much anger, then we can harm someone, or we can constantly be negative, and that will be harming ourselves. So too much anger is bad. But if we didn't have any amount of anger, then people would walk over us, and we'd be abused by we'd be abused by others without us standing up for ourselves. So too, if we didn't have any anger, then it would also be bad. We need to be moderate in our anger. We need to have just enough so that people don't walk over us. Another example is hunger. Hunger is also something that the nafs is responsible for. So, in reality, hunger is necessary for the upkeep of our body. It is something that is required for us to nourish our bodies. So, if we eat too little, we'd become weak and we'd become sick maybe and we won't be able to worship Allah like he should be worshipped and if we eat too much on the other hand then we'll become sluggish and we also wouldn't be able to worship Allah like he should be worshipped and we can also become sick and we can become overweight and obese and that's also not good so eating also we should eat with a purpose and the purpose of eating should be that we nourish our bodies so that we can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he should be worshipped so in these two examples of anger and nafs, we can see that the nafs isn't something negative. In the example of, the, of anger and hunger, we see that the nafs isn't something negative, but it can become something bad. It can become bad if we do not control it and we do not bridle it and we leave it unbridled. Well, mashallah. Now that we know who we are, we are our spiritual hearts, then we need to know that we are guided either by our intellect or our desires, which is eating, sleeping, anger, etc. So if you train your desires and if you curb it, your intellect will have the strength to overpower your desires and your heart will follow your intellect. Your heart will then be guided by truth and it will be able to see what is good for it and follow the good with the permission of Allah and it will be able to see what is bad for it and stay away from the bad with the permission of Allah. But if you constantly disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you feed your desires all the time by overeating, for example, or sleeping too much, then your desires, your nafs, will grow into a beast that overpowers your intellect and takes your heart as a prisoner. You will then become the prisoner of your own nafs and your heart will be dragged along with your desires wherever it goes. This is true imprisonment, which is the imprisonment of the heart by the desires that drives you to do all types of sins that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all kinds of things that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it will also cut you off from your objective in this world and as we mentioned the objective is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in order for us to not be imprisoned by our desires we need to control our desires and how do we control our desires? Imam Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala he tells us that we need to control our desires by not feeding it too much. And he says, how are your desires fed? He says that the stomach is the pump that nourishes the entire body. 
And if you are to control your stomach, then you will nourish your body with that which it needs to make it strong, with which you can fulfill your objectives of obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all the various forms that Allah allows us to and encourages us to. But if you overfeed your body, like we said earlier, then you will become a monster of gluttony that overpowers you and incites you and incites in you sexual desires, envy, hatred, pride and all those other kinds of desires. These and these are the very things that will prevent us from attaining a contented heart. Feeding our desires will cut us off from the remembrance of Allah. So we need to control our desires. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Behold, it is with the remembrance of Allah that hearts find rest. If we want our hearts to have peace and to be contented, then we need to we need to be in the remembrance of Allah at all times. And if we're going to feed our nafs too much, we're going to overfeed our nafs, then it's going to cut us off from the remembrance of Allah. And our hearts will not be able to find rest and our hearts will never be at peace. If the stomach is the thing that incites all other kinds of desires, then isn't it important that we should place importance on our own lives and we should place importance in controlling our stomachs, the desires that we have. And we must control what we put into our stomachs. What we actually need to try and do at all times is to restrain the nafs. And one of the ways to restrain ourselves is by fasting. So what we need to do is we need to try to restrain ourselves. We need to try and restrain our nafs. And one of the ways to restrain ourselves is by fasting. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Oh, you believe fasting has been prescribed upon you as it has been prescribed upon those before you so that you can attain taqwa, تَتَّقُونَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ so that you can attain this quality of taqwa. So what is taqwa? Taqwa is a quality that drives you to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to do and that keeps you away from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibits you from. So taqwa is that quality that restrains you from things that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a perfect way to actually to train the nafs to restrain itself is by fasting. Oh, mashallah. I mentioned that overfeeding the nafs cuts us off from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we are cut off from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then our hearts will not be able to find peace and contentment. So we need to restrain the nafs. And we said that one of the ways to restrain our nafs, and one of the best ways to restrain the nafs is by fasting. We should take full advantage of the month of Ramadan to train ourselves. As Rasulullah says that when the first night of Ramadan comes, the devils and the evil shayateen are locked up. The doors of the hellfire are shut closed and not a single one is left open. The doors of Jannah are flung open and not a single one is left closed. So this makes it a perfect time for us to train our nafs because all the shayateen are locked up so we can focus on training our nafs. In the month of Ramadan, we're all going to be fasting. We're all fasting, but there are three levels of fasting. The first level is the fasting of the normal person. And this is the fasting where the person just refrains from eating and from sexual activity. And he does this from Fajr until Maghrib. So that's just a normal fast. 
But then there's a level of fasting above that, and that is the fasting of the elite. And this is the fasting where the person doesn't just refrain from eating and drinking and sexual activity, but he also fasts with the whole body. For example, he fasts with the eyes by not looking at things that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He fasts with the tongue by not saying things that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He fasts with the hands by not stealing or doing anything else that keeps him away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this person fasts with the whole body. And that is the fasting of the elite. And then there's a level even above that, the third level. And this is the fasting of the elite of the elite. And what kind of fasting is this? This is the fasting of the heart. When the person doesn't think of anything that displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the person tries to maintain a constant remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we should strive to have all three of these levels. Insha'Allah. I'll end off by saying that Rasulullah sallallahu says in a hadith, Al-Kayisu mandana nafsahu wa'amila lima ba'd al-mawt. Wal-ajizu man atba'a nafsahu hawaha watamanna ala Allah. He says that Al-Kayisu mandana nafsahu. The intelligent person is the one who controls his nafs. Wa'amila lima ba'd al-mawt. And he works towards that which is after death. Meaning he works towards success in the year after. He works towards pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he works towards Jannah. Wal-ajizu, that's the intelligent person. And then he says, Wal-ajizu, the foolish one, the foolish person is, Man atba'a nafsa wa'awahu, is the one who just follows his desires. Watamanna ala Allah, and he hopes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this person, the foolish person, he just does what he wants and then he, he has false hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should strive to be of the intelligent ones, those who control our nafs and work towards that which is after death. Insha'Allah, Jannah and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should back up our hopes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with action, the action of suppressing the nafs. And we should do actions that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the most pleasing actions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is fasting. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that all of the actions of the children of Adam are for themselves except fasting. As fasting is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He will reward for it. So I make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us of those who control our desires and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who are in a constant remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we can attain a content and a peaceful heart so that we can attain the ultimate success which is the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Jannah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, mashallah, that was Mu'alima and Hafidha Karima Jaseem speaking about fasting and the nafs. We make dua that you have benefited from this, inshallah. It's been a really, really a day. I think everybody's been a bit stressed out with the weather, but alhamdulillah, hopefully everybody's going to be safe on the roads. And so wherever you are headed and in the next few hours heading up to Iftar, inshallah, may we continue with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
ta'ala may we continue reciting Quran and istighfar and making dhikr and inshallah may we all be safe for the rest of the day for the rest of the month of Ramadan and make it safely to eat inshallah I mean but I need to say shuk, please do remember that Kalbun Salim happens every Monday to Thursday between 2 and 4 p.m. so do tune into Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and enjoy Kalbun Salim with us it starts with the first hour of Madrasa on air and then of course these beautiful inspirations in the in the second hour so do tune in and enjoy the spirituality shared only on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM but from myself to Slima Ali I need to say shukran to all please keep us in your du'as and wherever you may be may you be in the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember your darud sharif always keep it moist on your tongue the remembrance of our beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.